And with me, I have Amory Harley from Droid, which is Sparkles WI. How are you? Hi, fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, good. Now, you're here to talk about a pudding club. Um, but before we do that, so just tell people a little bit about Sparkles WI because it's uh, the all-new singing, uh, dancing, fangle-dangle WI, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. It's um, relatively new in terms of WI, which um, have been running for over 100 years um, in this country. Um, we're probably um, about six years old now. Um and relatively a new wave um, of WI, which is attracting um, younger members. Um, but we still have an age range of between 34 and 84. So we don't exclude anybody. The WI is for everybody. And in fact, the stalwart members that we have now at one point were actually the new wave members. So the WI is always evolving and that's really important Um there is room for everybody, like I say. Sparkles, because it has got a relatively younger um, membership, we do tend to do quite exciting things. So we have our monthly meetings, which um, include a speaker or a demonstration. So we've done clog dancing. We've had a local artist um, attend. Next week, we've got a shooting gallery coming, so we can have a bit of a... You've done gin tasting as well, haven't you? Oh, gin tasting is April. Oh, it's April, yeah. Yeah, We've had a butcher come and um, butcher a a lamb for us. But um, on the flip side to that, we've also had um, a chat from um, the vegan restaurant in Worcester, Be The Change. So So you've got vegans and butchers. Exactly. So that shows how diverse you are. (laughs) Very balanced. And mentioning um, stalwarts, you could technically have stalwarts from Salwarp. We really could, Oh, I messed that line up. (laughs) I knew I was going to do that when I I had a go at it, but uh, I thought it was good. Aside from our monthly meetings, we have quite a lot of clubs that members um, can take part in. So book club, they they quite enjoy um, a bottle or two of wine while discussing novels. Um, Supper club, um, knit and natter, craft club. We also have um, a club called Bucket List Club. This is what I was going to mention. This This is is my favourite idea, the the Bucket List Club. I mean, everybody has a bucket list, but... I suppose a lot of people's bucket lists, they go off and do them on their own. Whereas if you've got a group of people, you get the advantage of everybody's bucket list being thrown into the mix and you get to do it with uh, companions, really. Yeah, so if you fancy um, rock climbing or uh, an afternoon tea, a spa day, windsurfing, aerial yoga, these are all things that we've done. Axe throwing. Axe throwing. You just um, pop it um, in our our Facebook group and say, I really fancy this. Anyone fancy joining me? So um, you can have... Lots of people at your your fingertips to to do these adventures with you, and it is one of our popular most popular groups. Really, um, the WI is is about campaigning, of course. I mean, they've the WI really has been integral in giving women a voice um, in in Great Britain, and our campaigns um, range from equal pay to climate change, plastic soup, and no more violence against women. Just some of the campaigns that we've um, we've led on. Um, including getting going to number 10 and, and campaigning there. One of our most successful ones was a resolution to preserve the countryside against desecration, desecration by litter. And this actually led to the Keep Britain Tidy group being formed, which still exists today. So we are quite a powerful um, organisation. Um, so we campaign, but we have fun and we support each other. And it's a great place to come and make friends as well. And how often do you meet? We meet once a month for our monthly meeting, um, and then the groups normally meet between every four to six weeks. So there's always something going on, always something to, to enjoy. And that's just for £43 a year, our subscriptions are. are. bargain. Mm-hmm. That's um, so much a month, uh, £3 a month, if that, well, <laughs> £3.50 a month or something. Bargain. 
Barkerness. Um, and it's good that clubs like yours as well, I know obviously there's the, the traditional WIs and there's, there's a great place for them, but it's good that, that it's how it's evolving, isn't it, with, with, with well, we've groups got like Sparkles. We've got members, which is just brilliant, because some, unfortunately some WIs um, are, are closing down because members you know, don't want to get involved to be the president or um, committee members, and they, they just have fallen by the wayside, which is really, um, really sad. And how are you finding life as vice president? Because it's a step up, isn't it, from a member? <laughs> I get to do lovely podcasts like this. <laughs> oh, is that? Well, there you go then. And I think Sparkles, it, what I love about Sparkles is being a member of the Druid community. The Druid, which is quite vocal, has a close-knit community. And we do like to play our part. So you may remember that we do the bouquets on um, World Mental Health Day. And we put some bulbs out on um, Day of Kindness for um, residents to find and to keep. We always attend the Salt Fest. So this this put, latest pudding club is something else we want to do for the community while fundraise um, for our own coffers, but also for uh, New Dawn. Now, also, the other thing is, with pudding club, it does seem, doesn't it, like... It says exactly what it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, but just for anybody who wouldn't know what um, a pudding club um, was, then uh, just tell us a little bit about how the evening's going to pan out. Well, um, of course you'll arrive, and um, lots of our members will have made scrumptious puddings. Of course, as WI, we're famous for raffles and um, baking amazing things. Um, for twelve pound for non-members, ten pound for members, you get at least. Uh, three puddings uh, there'll probably be more because we'll probably have lots left and leftovers can also be scoffed um, so for those sweet tooth people who don't really want to have um, a savoury dish for their tea just come and have three to four five six puddings there you are then yeah and then later in the year because of the vegan and butcher thing you'll have to have a savoury night <laughs> where you just get crisps <laughs> from everywhere <laughs> homemade crisps we'll That's also right. have a raffle which is um, you know a thing that WIs always do. And we've already had some great responses um, from the community. A great little break, which is based at the hotel shop in the High Street, they just recently moved to the High Street, have given us a really generous voucher. Uh, Duke Yoga, also um, based in the town, has given us another voucher for two people to try one of um, their classes, which is just brilliant. And we've also had a bottle of wine from the Gardener's Arms. So there we are. So loads of raffle prizes, and we've still got time for more to come Absolutely. in. Absolutely. So if you're listening, if you're listening and you are from Droitwich or Bromsgrove, and you'd love to just give a little something to the Sparkles WI for their raffle, and it will help the Dawn Project as well, which um, supports women in Worcestershire who have suffered domestic violence. Uh, so it's all for a good cause. If you can spare any raffle prizes, um, then please do get in touch. And you know, being the modern newfangled dangled WI you are, it's all on your Facebook page. Absolutely. We've got a website, sparkleswi.co.uk. Um, our Facebook page is sparkleswi, so give us a follow because we can um, find out what we're up to, which often is quite um, adventurous and ambitious. Indeed. So we've got, let's just recap then, um, the women meet on the first Thursday of each month, 7pm for a 7.30 start, Spectrum Days, in Old Coach Road. And there's always cake. And there's always cake. I can verify that because I did a talk, didn't you I? You really a few did. Years. You were still one of our favourites, I think. <laughs> Hard <fact>, to beat. <laughs> I, think, I think my talk at the Sparkles WI was one of the forerunners to the stand-up because it, it was the first time, because I knew you and stuff, 
that I actually like just let myself go and just did the first thing that came into my head. Whereas like before, I'd always been very reserved giving yeah. speeches and stuff. And we nearly missed the cake. Yeah, we nearly. You went on so long. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I did. Absolutely brilliant. No, it was good. So yeah, so if you do, um, or if you are actually, if you are like a guest speaker or something, or, or you've got an organisation oh, that you want to promote, get in touch with Sparkles, and Absolutely. then you can promote all your charities or or organisations, good yeah, causes. Yeah, ambulance um, and. Um, the Evesham, um, Lurcher and Greyhound Trust. We've got Redditch Cat Rescue coming this year. So, And they, all, they tend to bring little animals as well. Oh, always you always have a nice We deal. do like that. So charities, groups, organisations. Um, as long as we can um, learn a skill or learn something, then, um, which is what WI is all about, it's about... Um, allowing women to to develop which back in learn and empower learn and empower that's, that's a great it. start um, and also um so then just a reminder of the pudding evening 7 30 p.m on april the 28th at which bold village hall it's 12 pound for non-members 10 pound for members is that yeah. right and you get up to three puddings but there's a good chance there's going to be loads I left over be, yeah. and plenty of scoffing to do. And you can also bring your own booze. Bring your own you booze, there you go. So your, um, leave the car at home and uh, and bring your own booze as well. Booze, cakes and Raffles. loads of lovely ladies. And a quiz. And a quiz. Yeah. Gentlemen are also invited because it's very up to the community. So. Um, so not just our members can come, but if you fancy... Because um, it would be a bit stereotypical to just say to women who have a sweet tooth because there will be blokes out there who like uh, like a absolutely cake. Absolutely, Tristan. I do love a cake. I, I do prefer, I do prefer <laughs> savoury, I think. Uh, but I do love, I, I do love uh, sweets in equal measure. Thank you ever so much for coming on and joining us. Uh, will you come again in the future and tell us about some future developments? Absolutely. Sparkles is always evolving. We're getting bigger and better than ever. And of course, our pleasure. Pleasure. And I've got a funny feeling that that's, um, that pudding evening might get some uh, some extra press coverage, <laughs> like live at the scene. And you can get a free pudding, Tristan. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Now let's look at some of the news with Claire. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on again. Got a busy week this week because Ross is off. From Redditch, so, so are you, are you like me and Harry, me and Harry's doing papers. Redditch, me and I'm doing Bromsgrove and Joyce, but I'm trying to help him out as well. So it's a, yeah, it's a busy week, and um, we're going to start with the um, we can't say too much about this because it's ongoing. The murder trial into the killing of Desmond Wooding was opened on Monday at Worcester Crown Court. Our reporter Harry Leach was there. Um, the 80 year old was stabbed 11 times in the attack on June 23rd last year. The jury of six men and six women was sworn in. The trial is expected to last two to three weeks. Alan Mason's accused of Desmond Wooding's murder and his uncle Mark Mason is accused of assisting an offender. So obviously we won't know too much by this week's paper, but next week it will be um, hopefully coming to an end um, and then hopefully the family can get closure because it was an absolutely <laughs> devastating attack that shocked the community of Droid, which I think that yeah. we can say, that's fair enough. Absolutely, you just we, we, we just don't have these things happening normally, do we? And it's no. just, uh, thank, thankfully we don't, they're yeah. not commonplace, yeah. but um, how awful. And then, uh, yeah, by next week we'll know, we could know by the time next week's paper, because they say two to three weeks, but sometimes these things are finished a bit earlier, but hopefully um, we'll, we'll get that and, uh, yeah, and then the family can have some closure. Last night I was at a meeting in Droidwich, which was very inconvenient because it was pancake day and I didn't have my pancakes till 10pm last night oh, when no. I got back. So, uh, and uh, Louise was like, oh, because she asked me to get six pints of milk on the way home and she said, um, 
when I got home, she said, oh, we can only have a couple of pancakes each because I didn't have enough. I said, oh, you just have to have Shrove Wednesday as well and break the rules. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, an, it was a good meeting. It was uh, looking at the increased population in the town and its surrounding areas and the impact on services because we've got a lot of houses. We're talking hundreds of houses are currently being built in Droywich. And then I think between 20, between now and 2041 they've got to find space for another 730 houses which is massive a lot of it's going to be on this Baxenden site which is right next to the railway station and it's like a brownfield site so that's good Um, also I suppose if your houses are really close to the railway station that's perfect for commuters isn't it well you say that but when I was at uni I lived right next to the railway station in Oxford and I hated it it was the one year of my life I li- you were woken up, well, I was anyway, every hour, on the hour, all through, yeah, for some reason, there was also the late night train that you yeah. used to come into Oxford, it, and it's very noisy. We have got issues as well in Droitwich, of course, with the people parking on the surrounding streets of the railway station because they charge for car parking. Of course, now, it's my, yeah. it's my, it's my, I think that if you are going to try and encourage people to get public transport and stuff, parking at railway stations and stuff should be free, really, you know, yeah. or at least a nominal fee, so 50p a day or something, or a pound a day. Um, but yeah, that's an issue that's been addressed at the moment, and I think there will be, they did say that they are going to try and meet with um, uh, West Midlands Trains and Network Rail and Bush County Council to try and um, sort out some cheaper or some more reasonable rail fares that people can afford. Because when you go to work, you know, you're already paying taxes and national insurance and stuff, and you're paying your train fare to get there. You shouldn't really have to pay parking on top of that as well. Well, even so. if it is 50p a pound a day, yeah. it all adds up, doesn't it? Oh, it does, it? yeah, because that would be 20 expensive. quid a month. Yeah. But I think at the moment it's about £3 a day, so that's like oh 60 quid a month. Yeah. Um, cycle like me, and then you don't have that problem. <laughs> um, so the meeting last night was mainly to address concerns and look at the concerns about schools, healthcare, GP, um, because obviously it's not just the roads and the um, and the space for the houses that you have. Obviously, these people are going to need to go to uh, doctor's surgeries and schools and stuff. So and hospitals. It was an amazing turnout. I drove. I got there a bit late because um, I missed the turning. And uh, when I got there, uh, I was I was in the overflow car park. There was over a hundred people at this meeting. Wow! And it was fantastic. And um, with regard to schools, um, they monitor they monitor the birth rates on a regular basis. It's very clever. They look at all the babies who are registered in the NHS, mm. and then they forecast four years ahead and go, "Oh, we're going to need for more first school provision because we've got a rise in birth rate there." Wow! Which makes sense, really, if you think about it. So they. They expect to be expanding the first schools in Droy, which um, I don't know if that's one or two or three of them. And um, that's 2022, 20, 23. And then in 10 to 15 years, don't quote me on this, but I'm sure they said that they might need to build a new first school in Droywich. Oh, wow. Um, so that's, uh, that'll be, uh, that'll just show you um, that they have got that under control. GPs, now the GP situation was a weird one because they said apparently Droywich has got the space They've got four GP surgeries between Droitwich and Ombersley. So there is Spa, Salters, Corbett and uh, Ombersley. And they were saying that they've got the space and they've got the treatment rooms and they've got everything you need, but they haven't necessarily got the staff. Hmm. So there will be funding for extra staff, I think, but people might have to think about how they use their primary care services in the future. And we're going to look into this more today. Um... I think because the NHS is obviously we've got an older population, it's growing old. Basically, I think it was something ridiculous, you know, like twenty-one or thirty or something. If if they said that life expectancy wouldn't be any longer 
without medical intervention than it was a Neanderthal man. I don't know if you've heard this. No. So basically, because when we're born, obviously most babies, um, touch wood, make it these days um, because you've got all medical intervention. If something was to go wrong, mm. then um, obviously if you get something um, wrong with you, you can take antibiotics or you can be prescribed the relevant drug and you can get to a, normally a, a, a doctor's surgery, depending on where you live, in the, in a, when you need it or at least speak to one on the phone or go to a hospital. And because of this, this is why we're living to 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. And I think the theory is, is that if you just had a baby born, didn't register it with the NHS and just, you know, just carried on as normal as you would have done in the Mm. Stone Age, the life expectancy would still be about 20 to 30. Wow, well, I would have died. I've had appendicitis, a birth appendix. Because when you think back, when you think back, there's a number of um, illnesses that aren't that problematic nowadays but they're only not problematic because you've had the intervention whereas um, if you hadn't then you could have well perished from that well luckily we wouldn't have been like eaten by woolly mammoths or anything like that but no. well, <laughs> so the wild that. animal thing that. i wouldn't like to one of them traits <laughs> but, in yeah, through redditch but for sicknesses and infections and things you're totally right i've never yeah. ever thought about that it is it's weird isn't it because yeah. you just take it all for granted yeah but i suppose the human body hasn't evolved that much has it no. since then so, so you know it's not like you're born with these um you know as we've progressed we haven't like passed that down so mm. you don't like your child isn't born immune to a load of things it's the drugs that help them get through it and then that builds up your immune system to tackle future. But what I don't understand is how the population is growing so much um, and all these new school places and everything you need. So there must be a thriving young population, but there's more older people. I think there is more older people in Droidwich. I think that's fair to say. Um, I think obviously with the new homes, there's going to be certain more affordable homes and Mm. stuff. And they do give priority to people when they do social housing. So obviously the people in Droidwich and with links to Droidwich who've grown up in the town will got more chance of getting. So you will get some young families in. But I think on the whole, it is um, older people. And of course, older people hate to say um but they do like you know they are more dependent very often on the national health service um, and they have the more uh, majority of gp appointments and stuff and, mm. and, and things so it's when you're young and you're fit and healthy you know you, i mean thank god touch wood i haven't been to the doctors i think i've been twice in the last couple of years or something that's just been for like you know an infected cut or something it's not mm. been anything like major but um but as you get older you will depend more on that so what he was saying was is obviously they've got there, there will be have to be some investment in local gp surgeries but people have got to stop thinking about this you know i want to see a doctor face to face um who's you know my doctor that's my doctor i want to see because we've got one i think it's in in our surgery there's one doctor who's like been there for years and everybody wants to see her. Mm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I need to see her, I need to see her and stuff. Whereas I think, you know, I mean, this is how you know you're getting old, don't you, when you see a GP and they look about 17 and you think, <laughs> have you actually done the training? Because it takes like about seven years to become a GP. <laughs> Police officers are the same. So when coppers start looking younger, you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting on. <laughs> but... um yeah, but as you but say, but I don't mind I, as long as that person is qualified. And I know there is the odd one now where they always Google the symptoms. I thought I could have done that, mm. but um, they uh, Doctor Google um, don't use Doctor Google. Doctor Google it's, is dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the the GPs and stuff, I don't care who I see as long as they're qualified and as long as they know what they're doing. I don't care, you know, 
age background, whatever. Just, just, just give me a doctor. Well, do you know what they say? If it's not really, really serious, obviously you need to go to the doctor or the hospital. But if it's just a general sore throat or mm. ingrown toenail or something, yeah. go to your pharmacy. Yeah, the pharmacy. Your pharmacy. Big pharmacy <laughs> campaign, and they yeah. can give you most things over, over there. Often pharmacists. I mean, I shouldn't really say this, but I feel that they know sometimes more about the medication. Well, they probably will know yeah. more about the medication yeah. because if you think the doctor will. Um, look at your illness and obviously the the, the key to uh, the NHS and healthcare I think is treating the whole patient so if they've got something it might not necessarily not necessarily be about that it might be an underlying thing so the doctors will be good at that obviously that would be they put them over the pharmacies but like you say the pharmacies when it comes to drugs they're the ones making the drugs totally. they're the ones who know about the side effects they'll have I mean if you do have a side effect and you go back to the pharmacist again then obviously they can make a mental note and go oh yeah that drug had that side effect with that person so yeah pharmacy are great for that and also nurses these days as well yeah. a lot of time nurses and, and and then you can get re-prescription if you're on prescriptions long term you just pop in and get your prescription rather than have to see a doctor to actually get the prescription done again so there's all this kind of stuff um so that's what i think that's what he's talking about it's not just um it, it's just a case of like you know you don't necessarily have to see a GP every time you're ill. And people have got to just get into that mindset because, as we've said before on this this podcast, um, you know, people do treat it like a free bar, don't they? Absolutely. And do you know what? You do have to look after yourself. If you're going to eat fast food every day and just do no exercise and yeah. smoke and drink, and you're going to get poorly, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to see so many young people nowadays, you know, joining gyms and going yeah. for a run in the park and things yeah. like that. You know, you Definitely. I think there is. I think there is a, a, a social responsibility for, for a lot of people to make sure they're in as best shape as they can, and then they won't need the services in the first place. Absolutely. But reflecting on last night's meeting, which was organised by Councillor Richard Morris and fellow Droitwich South West Councillor John Grady, um, Councillor Morris said, "I think this was something that needed to happen. The population of Droitwich is rising, but no one puts forward the rational arguments about what's actually been done." to increase GPs or the healthcare services and education provision. We wanted the event to let people know that there are experts working behind the scenes to ensure we have everything we need to deal with the added pressures. And I think that's a lot of the time, isn't it? People people's fear of something is worse than it actually is so they might go oh yeah there's 700 homes and say there's an average of three people per home that's uh 2100 people coming into droitwich where's all the schools where's all the education provision there are people experts officers council officers people for the ccg the clinical commissioning group working all this out and saying yeah we do need that we do need this and this is how we're going to sort it Oh, do you know what? Our town planners and councillors and things are amazing because yeah. I, I wouldn't know how to even begin. I wouldn't know where to start no. with these sort of things. But thank you for all you do, you amazing town. So actually, uh, we haven't got any standard shout outs this uh, week. So that's a standard yeah. shout out. A standard shout out to um, all the town planners and the people working behind the scenes to ensure we have all the services we need in our daily lives. Now I'm going to talk about my favourite story of the week. I don't know if you saw this one yesterday. I put it up live last night. Is it uh, food live related? Last night. No, oh. it's not. It's um, Angela Jones. It all started because um, Alistair Mosley, he's having his birthday celebration at St. John's Church on Saturday. And it's a 29th of Feb. It's a leap year celebration. And uh, I said to Joe, who sent us the release, I said, was he born on a leap year? And she said, no, no, he was, he was born before that, she said, but she just thought it'd be, he, he thought it'd be cool as it fell on a Saturday to have a leap year celebration because it's an extra day in the year. And I said, 
oh, I said, I was hoping, like, you know, I'd get a really good quirky story about someone born on the 29th of Feb. And she said, actually, I do know someone. Mm. So uh, she put me in touch with Angela Jones. And she said, oh, she's from Redditch. So part of me was thinking, oh, I can't use it in Bromsgrove. But then I found out she works in Bromsgrove. So I thought, yeah, that'll, that'll do. Uh, that was close enough. So Angela Jones, um, yeah, I spoke to her last week. She's actually 28 on Saturday. So um, she's uh, on the 29th of Feb. And more excitingly, she works in Barnet and Waddingham in Bromsgrove. More excitingly, she's actually celebrating her hen night this year as well. Oh, fun. So she's got that on the 29th of Feb. And I chatted for ages with, uh, chatted to her for ages and she said it was really quirky to be born on February the 29th. Because although I'm turning 28, I know I'm going to get people going, oh, you're doing well for seven. Yeah, yeah she's only seven, yeah. really. So what does she do? Does she only well, celebrate every four years? No, no. She celebrates every year, but she celebrates on February the 28th. Right. And I said, well, why don't you celebrate on March the 1st? And she said, well, no, because it's a different month then, isn't it? So yeah. she does celebrate February the 28th to keep it in the same month of February. Right. And then there's a funny thing happened to her here as well. Well, it wasn't probably funny at the time, but she changed her birthday to the 28th of February on Facebook because... She said, what would happen is, you know, it comes up, upcoming birthdays. Mm. So it'd say the 29th of Feb, and then it'd get to the 28th of Feb, and of course people want to wish you the birthday on the day. And then what would happen is it'd go to March the 1st, and, be, and her birthday would just disappear, disappear. Off, the, off the face of the planet. So she changed it to the 28th of February. And um, then she said, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm going to change it back to the 29th. And Facebook said, no, you can't do that. Something dodgy is going on here if you're changing your birthday yeah, every five minutes. So, yeah. so she had to physically prove to Facebook that she was um, born on February the 29th. Wow. So that's all sorted now. And then obviously she's getting married um, with the Hen Knights um, on Saturday um, ahead of that. Uh, Louis Bird, she's getting married to on April the 18th. And I just put a cheeky little line at the end of the story saying, hopefully changing her marital status on Facebook will be a lot simpler. <laughs> so amen to that. Yeah. Let's have a look at the sport now. Bromsgrove Sporting, they um, had a friendly last night. Um, they won 4-0 against Boldmere St. Michael's. I mean, they would have been years ago. Boldmere St. Michael's are a fantastic team from St. Coalfield. They've been around for years. And Bromsgrove Sporting wouldn't even have been in the same breath as them. And now it just shows you how how far they've come in there, 10 or 11 years, however long they've been. I think it's 10 or 11 years. Um, Stoich opened the scoring. Two goals from Gregory and Chester. Um, put the ball past the keeper to round off a lovely 4-0 win. Unfortunately, that was a 4-0 win in a friendly. It wasn't so good on the Saturday when they played um, a league game and they lost 2-1 at home to Hitchin. Shorrock got a Sporting's goal. It's a bit of a setback. Um, the good news was on Saturday, it was 966 fans there again. Amazing. Um, the best crowd in the league and the third best in the country at that level of football. Brilliant. Um, so fantastic there, but unfortunately about the result means they dropped to fourth. They're now on 57 points. Um, they've got Nuneaton Borough on Saturday away, weather pending, because I know we, we don't know what's happening with the weather these days. Um, they've got games in hand um, upon them as well. So Royston, who are in third, they're on 60 points. Um, so they're three points ahead, but they've got two games in hand over Sporting. Peterborough second, Peterborough Sports, that is. Um, they've got um, 61 points, and they're on the same number of games. And then Tamworth, who are top, have got two games in hand, and they're five points clear of Sporting. So I think he's more looking like playoffs now I mean they're in fourth place they've got 57 points they're six points clear so that's two wins above um, sorry they're in fourth place and that's um, two wins above fifth place um, but hopefully they can um, get some playoffs and we can have some more drama in the summer if our hearts can take it 
Droitwich match postponed against Dudley on Saturday. So that's the last three games they've had postponed. Droitwich, they haven't played since February the 8th. What a shame. And already they've got loads of games in hand as well, so I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. They're due to play Sea Hunters this Saturday at home. Spa, despite not playing, are still top of the league. So they're in a different situation to Bromsgrove. They've got 37 points. Um, all Scots have got 35 and they're in second, and Droitwich have got five games in hand. So were they to win those five games in hand, and it's, you know you can't count your chickens, but if they were to win those, Droitwich would be on 52, so they'd be 17 points clear, and you'd say, like Liverpool in the Premier League, you would say um, Droitwich are more or less dead certs to, uh, to get promoted as leaders. Good luck to Sporting and, and uh, the Saltmen this weekend. I hope your games go ahead. And um, Claire, have you got loads coming up in the entertainment? I have, indeed, as always. Let's hear about that now. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Tristan. Yes, my top picks of things to see and do this weekend and the week ahead in and around the Redditch, Bromsgrove and Droitwich areas are as follows. Starting on Saturday, the 29th of February, who loves a little bit of Little Mix? Well, We Love Little Mix is in Redditch at the Palace Theatre on Saturday night. And if you do love Little Mix, you are going to just love this show featuring four fantastic singers and dancers who really capture the look, the sound and all those incredible dance moves of one of the UK's best loved girl bands ever. Get your tickets quick and head on over to the Palace for a 6pm start on Saturday night. Over in Droitwich on Saturday night at the Norbury Theatre, we have Music and Magic and More with Charlie Robinson. Illusionist Charlie Robinson is back for another memorable night with some of his brand new material. The content of the show remains a closely guarded secret. So we're not allowed to tell you much. Not that we know it, but we're not allowed to tell you anyway. But it is filled with mystery, shock and will leave you wanting more apparently. Charlie is an incredible illusionist and he's going to be joining Joined by three support acts too, who will perform throughout the show. It's going to be a great night. 7.30pm start there. Get your tickets from the Norbury Theatre. Over in Bromsgrove on Saturday evening, we have Clearwater Credence Revival at Artrix. Did you know last year marked the 50th anniversary of the legendary Woodstock Festival? Along with Santana, Jimi Hendrix, Joe Cocker, The Who, Janis Joplin and a host of other iconic artists, Credence Creewater Revival burst onto the scene and five decades on, yes, five decades The spirit, power, quality of their iconic songs are still as great and powerful as ever. Pete Barton, the vocalist actually, he was also in The Animals and The Boomtown Rats. Very impressive, right? So catch them while they're here in Bromsgrove. It's going to be a great Saturday night. 7.30pm start at Artrix. Also, loads of live music going on all over the place once again on Saturday evening. To mention just a few, Crazy Legs, great local band there. They're going to be on at the Hot Pole in Bromsgrove on Saturday evening. Craig Sini and Mick Moreau, they're going to be putting on a show at Aston Field Social Club in Bromsgrove on Saturday night. We've got the Face Stealers. They're going to be on at the Golden Lion in Bromsgrove Saturday evening. Band Easy, live music there at the Old Black Cross on the Worcester Road in Bromsgrove. Ricky Label, he's got his 60s night going on at the Gardener's Arms in Droitwich and the Britannia Beat. 
the great band there, they're going to be putting on a show at the Oust House in Redditch on Saturday evening. Oh, and also another topic for Saturday night is Dane Baptist and his comedy show at Artrix in Bromsgrove. Dane is being hailed as one of the most exciting acts to break in years and was actually the first ever black act to be nominated for a comedy award at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He's had incredible success with his debut stand-up show, Citizen Dane. He's completed two sold-out runs at London Soho Theatre and he's since written and starred in his own BBC sitcom series and made numerous other TV and radio appearances. He's a busy guy. So catch him while he's here. This most recent show is called The Chocolate Chip. He's a very, very funny man. 8pm start on Saturday at Art Tricks in Bromsgrove. Then a few things to mention for next week. On Tuesday, the 3rd of March, there's a space art exhibition at Artrix in Bromsgrove. This is running until the 5th of April. And it's an exhibition presented by Redditch Astronomical Society with support from the Royal Astronomical Society. I love everything to do with space and astronomy, so I'm definitely going to be checking that one out. Then on Wednesday, the 4th of March, Nina Conti and her live comedy act show is in Redditch at the Palace Theatre. It's her and three new up-and-coming comedians who are apparently the ones to watch on the comedy circuit at the moment. I absolutely love Nina. Her comedy is just, it it just appeals to everyone, doesn't it? 8pm on Wednesday at the Palace in Redditch for that. On Thursday, the 5th of March, my top pick is T-Rexity at the Art Tricks in Bromsgrove. Now, if you love Mark Boland and T-Rex like I do, you will know it was the most flamboyant and charismatic bands of all time, I think. Well, especially of the original glam rock era. Songs like Love to Boogie, Telegram Sam and 20th Century Boy. You just can't beat it, can you? And these guys are the closest thing you're ever going to get to the real thing. They're truly magical. I've seen them twice now at festivals and things, actually. Get your tickets quick from the Art Tricks. I've heard they're going very quickly. 8pm start on Thursday, the 5th of March for that. Obviously, there are loads more things going on this week, so do check out the full listings in the paper and also on our website. And remember, if you have an event going on, do let us know at The Standard so we can let everyone know. Have a great week. Back to you, Tristan. And that's about all we've got time for for this week. Thank you to Claire for all those uh, all those great things that we could be doing in Bromsgrove, Troitwich and Rubri. Now, remember, you can get in touch with us, editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, editor at droitwichstandard.co.uk. On our websites, we've got daily news updates, sometimes five or six times a day, depending on what's going on. And you can also join in the conversation on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Remember, if there's anything on this podcast you've heard that you want to comment on, uh, we can put it on the letters page or we can talk about it on the podcast. And then please do get in touch via email, Facebook or Twitter. Or if you think you've got a good subject, event, piece of news, anything that you think would make a good podcast, please get in touch as well through those channels and we'll do our best to get you on. We've got the podcast, the website, the newspaper. We can give you the coverage that your event needs. So please do get in touch. Have a great week. We've had floods over the last few days. There's been snow in the north. There was some snow forecast, but it keeps changing its mind here. So God knows what we're going to be facing in the next few days. But uh, stay safe and we'll speak to you again next week. (laughs) 